Hi, and welcome back to... Yeah, that can't be good! A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka. Let's get going! This is Doug with the episode credits for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, episode 85, Eureka Top 10. Video credits, top 10 Eureka episodes by Slipmaker. YouTube channel, Slipmaker, looking back on the golden age of TV. Video published November 2020. Link to the video is provided on our website, EurekaRewatch.com. Video based on the sci-fi original series, Eureka. Created by Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby. That aired on the Sci-Fi Channel from 2006 to 2012. So welcome back to Yeah, That Can't Be Good. I'm Vicki and I'm here with my co-host Doug Gramley. How you doing? Good, how are you? Good. It's been a while. I was going to say, because I was looking back, it's been a full year, almost to the day, that we recorded an, an episode. It was August wow. 2021 when we did the uh, panel, the GalaxyCon panel. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, to anybody listening, as I said before, if I find Eureka content anywhere, we'll be back with an episode to keep this podcast active. So, if anybody comes across anything related to Eureka that we haven't already covered, please let us know on our Facebook page, facebook.com Eureka Rewatch. On Twitter, Eureka Warehouse. On Instagram, Eureka underscore Warehouse. Or you can email us at Eureka Rewatch at gmail.com. So when I first came across this video, I assumed that the top 10 listed was by ratings, but I believe it's just the creator's opinion. Yes, I think so. Yeah. But since, in my opinion, there are no really bad episodes of Eureka except for the dreaded Smarter Carter, are you in agreement with that one? Um, no, I wouldn't say that that, that was like the worst one. Ugh. I can get on board with any top 10 list as long as it doesn't include Smarter Carter. So do you, off the top of your head, have an episode you really didn't like? There really wasn't one that I could remember that I really disliked. I mean, there were there were a couple where I just, I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling them, but... Yeah. You know, I think the Space Camp one. I do remember that you didn't care for that one. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of that. You know, I, I didn't necessarily agree with much of the top 10 list only because I was looking at it from a different point of view. I was thinking of individual stories, like everyday problems as opposed to like the bigger picture. And I think that's what this top 10 list was a lot of is kind of like the larger overall story arc. And there's other things that should be taken into consideration, which we'll definitely talk about after this list. But do you remember what about Space Camp you didn't like? That was the one where I I was thinking of going back in time and and they were all Space Camp. Yes. Yeah, I thought that there was an opportunity there to do something funny with Carter. So, like, I had that in mind and I'm like, man, that would have been a great opportunity to, to have this in the story even even if it was like two minutes at the end of the episode and i think i couldn't get that out of my head and that's why i didn't, and I didn't like that one for those of you who aren't familiar with doug gramley's take on the episode i'll put a clip in here of his idea this is a good time for a flashback, for a flashback to a previous episode i kind of liked this episode i liked the stories about space camp i liked learning that fargo and Parrish have been rivals for yeah i wish it was just more of it you know i've been fine with an entire episode everybody everybody being interviewed was talking about like it almost would have been better had it been they were interviewing everybody who was on the mission and they were all in the same space camp and the space camp that they went to was like a mini eureka 
or mini global dynamic, you know? Yeah. And say Carter was at a sports camp that was right down the road or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you could have had like a whole miniature global dynamics thing going on in the past. Maybe Carter hit a home run or something, you know, and one of the Rockets like hit the ball out of the air and, you know, it was an out. And somebody somebody caught the ball and it was an out and Carter lost the game. You know, that would have been I think it would have would have made a better episode, but Yeah, you're right. And I said I wanted to hear more about Space Camp although yeah. because I thought Holly was there too, but yeah, you're right. I agree. I like the episode, but I agree. Yeah, so if anybody wants, you know, any ideas for a show just... <laughs> Well, when we're done with this, you can make up that whole episode. Now that you're thinking about it, I really do. I think that uh, would have been a a nice idea. Well, when we're done, you could write your fan fiction and (laughs) And we'll review it. And now back to the present. So for Smarter Carter, before we move on, I didn't like that specifically because of Allison's brother, Marcus. You know, there's always a character you don't like and you're not supposed to like, but I just didn't like that he really didn't redeem himself at the end. His character was pompous. He was like a genius snob. But I thought by the end he would redeem himself and understand that his way of thinking or judging people was wrong. And even though he did come to accept Carter while still believing their marriage hinged on his approval, and I don't know why. He never owned up to the fact that his judging people by their IQ was wrong. That's the reason I really don't like that episode. So let's go through this guy's top ten quickly, and then at the end we we can talk about what we think should have been there or should not have been there, and we'll also see what Dud Gramley remembers. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember much. And just for any new listeners or viewers, there will be spoilers, so you may want to skip this episode of the podcast until you finish watching the series. So at number 10, we have All the Rage. Why are you so mad? I thought you weren't affected. I'm not. You're pissing me off. Well, I'm the head of GD, so you can shut the hell up and do what I say. I'm curious to know how many of these you remember. Do you remember this one? I did. Um, and this was in the new timeline, right? Right. So anything that involves the new timeline or one of the new timelines, yeah, um, it really took me a second to get on board with that. Like I don't, I don't like change. So when they swap everything as drastically as they did, it would always take me a few episodes to get in on that. I didn't, I didn't mind it. I would say if it was in the top ten, I would say this is a good spot for it to be in. And you know that it takes me a while to get used to time change. So like you, I have a clouded view of the episodes after the time change but if you think of it individually it was a good episode this was the second episode after the time shift where they all are still trying to figure out their lives in this timeline and i believe this is will wheaton's first episode as well so that's always a plus for me because i love that character sorry to interrupt just wanted to let you know i was running home to see jennifer what the no what Calm this down. job is hard. I can't tell Mansfield I don't know what he's talking about or he'll have me fired or killed, and I think those are the same ones. Okay, Fargo, take a deep breath. Nalweps are non-lethal weapons used for crowd control and peacekeeping. Dr. Parrish runs the lab. Dr. Parrish? Got it. Okay, just so you know, he can be a bit of a handful. And Jack breaks up with Tess for the second time. Right. And then at number nine is Oh Little Town. And I don't know why, out of 74 episodes, they'd stick a Christmas episode in the top ten, but they did. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with the Christmas episode, but I don't really get it. I didn't watch this episode. You know, in in every series, whenever they do, like, a Christmas special or a holiday special or something like that, I always just pass over it. Oh, really? Yeah. One, because I'm not watching it as it's being aired. So if I'm watching this in May 
or right. June, a Christmas episode comes up, I already have enough Christmas talk <laughs> right. with my wife in the summertime, <laughs> so I don't need to be reminded of the holidays that early, so I always skip over it. I didn't watch this episode. Well, yeah, I don't have much to say about it either, but I do have one note. So, since you didn't watch it, the town is shrinking, and the name of the episode is Oh Little Town, and I never got that until yesterday. Really? When I was writing the notes. I didn't get that. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get that. But I didn't. I just said, Oh, Little Town, you know, that's a Christmas yeah. song. or Isn't that a song? Yeah, Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. Yes, yeah. okay. And just yesterday, when, was, I, when I was writing the notes, I was like, oh. <laughs> Clever. No, but, you don't know how many times I watched the series. I never got that. So number eight is Try, Try Again, which establishes Fargo as the button pusher for the rest of the series, pretty much. And I think this is our first meeting with General Blow Him Up, Kill Him Now, Mansfield. Yeah. And I believe it was also Allison's first day as the head of GD. If it's not her first day, it's very close to when she took over, because I remember us talking about how General Mansfield was treating her as if, you know, she wasn't up for the job. Right. This is the episode where... Fargo's stuck at the bubble. Yeah, I like this one. I agree with it being top ten. I like this one too. Yeah. So number seven is lost, and that's when the Astraeus comes back four years after the unscheduled takeoff, and that's the beginning of the Matrix episodes. Yeah. You're not safe here. Well, no one is, and if they find this place, they'll come for us. I don't understand. They're watching us, but but. Senator Wen, the Andes, they called off the search, Grace. They made an example of me so that they could take over. But, but, but you're back now, and you can help fix this before it's too late. Again, I have a problem with time change, even though we find out it by the end of the episode that it's not really a time change. But, you know, on its own, it's a good episode. I think it was okay. Again, like, I have a hard time pinning these episodes that have these larger stories to it as just one episode. I get that, yeah. So, to me, you would have to include the next, I don't know, like three or four episodes with it. It was it was good in the story. I would say as like a standalone episode, I think it needs the, the rest of it. The rest know? of the story, yeah. Like I said, individually, it's a good episode, but I get it. Like, I didn't rewatch any of these to, for this podcast, so in my mind, out of all of the Matrix episodes, they all blend together, in my mind. Yeah. So I can't pick out individually which one is which. I'm kind of looking at it as if, if I was like an outsider. If you picked an episode to watch to try and get into it, this wouldn't be it. Because there's, there's a, a big history and you have to know a lot of characters, a lot of stories. But if you just watched one of the regular everyday mishap episodes, that's kind of how I was viewing it. But if you look at the story alone in the acting, it was a great episode. As Doug would always say to me, who comes up with this stuff? You know, it's just the thinking behind this episode was just amazing to me. We're going to pause right here for a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicki over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. And we're back. Number six is Force Quit. Oh, 
to see you. Sheriff Carter, Dr. Deacon, how are you both holding up? Uh, we were just discussing the next phase of the search. Right. Well, I've gone through all the reports, and it's become clear that this was an elaborate tech theft. The experts tell me that an organization as sophisticated as this, odds are they won't be leaving any witnesses behind. And no offense to your experts, but we're just gonna keep on looking. And that's when they make it out of the Matrix. Well, this is fake. The town, the people, everything except for the crew of the Astraeus, you and me, we're inside of a computer program. They send Jack in, the real Jack. Yeah. You off. It was me. Okay, I know this is gonna sound crazy. We're in a total immersion simulation program. Yes. And you're a part of it. No, 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 no. Mm, the me who was here before was the me who's here now. This is this is is me. My my body's actually in Henry's garage. He, he had to, to 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 jack me to get at my MP3s. NPC. Yes, right. Because what we have to do is build a thing to 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 blow up the ship and then there's good there's gonna be a, a heat spike and then henry he can trace it with joe in the real world yeah no computer version of you could have come up with something that incoherent well you were holding a gun in my face but you were trying to kill me what uh, it feels very real mm-hmm. number five before i forget this is the beginning of the Let's Screw with Henry episodes. So I know you don't watch Deep Space Nine, but the way they stomped all over Henry over and over in the series reminds me of the O'Brien Must Suffer arc in Deep Space Nine. O'Brien was a character on The Next Generation who moved over to Deep Space Nine. And he's the nicest guy and he's not an officer. They took every opportunity to screw with him throughout the whole series. And this is the beginning of... I think, of Henry Must Suffer arc because, you know, he finds out that Jason is memory wiping them, so him and Kim could have been together. Jason's stealing, you know, everybody's ideas and becoming this famous scientist. And this is where Kim comes to stay in Eureka. Yeah. Henry, what did he take from you? Why can't we remember if we ever even kissed? He lost 20 years of whatever they could have had together, but... At least he got Kim back, but then, as we know later, he gets her back and loses her probably two more times, maybe. At and, least, yeah. Yeah, and then there's the whole Grace thing, you know. Yeah, he had a, a raw deal. Through the whole series. So, number four is Purple Haze, and it's the plants that spray some kind of purple stuff and make everyone act unlike themselves, and I recall you really liking this episode. I know I, I said that I don't like big changes in, in storylines, but yeah. I do like the episodes where the characters, the actors can kind of act differently from their character. And I think the creator of this list said it also, that it really lets them kind of expand their acting and be different and, and kind of see where else they can take the characters. So uh, yeah, I did like this episode. Yeah, everybody's out of their element. Everybody's acting almost the complete opposite of themselves. Except for Carter. So, yeah, that was a good one. Number three, it's Noche de Suenos. Am I saying that right? Sounds right. Okay. And that's the dream-sharing episode. So, this, I think, is the first of many times Allison puts everyone in jeopardy for her own selfish reasons. The machine that Nathan is using to help Allison see what's in Kevin's head is partially responsible for everything that's happening. But they keep it to themselves. Yeah. This is the beginning of Allison the villain, because she does this a, a lot of times yeah. during the series. Number two, I know you're not going to agree, is Founder's Day. Correct. San Enrique, different day. It's not over yet. It's 
it. This is going to take forever. Can't we blow on it or something? No. But if we spray it with water, the hydrogen and oxygen atoms will split and intensify the heat. Then we're in jail. Where are we supposed to get water from? Well, from us. Tell me you are not suggesting that I pee on the flame. Fine. I'll do it, but turn around. I can't go if you're watching. My hero. I know it's a good episode, but like I said earlier, I always blame this episode for the time change, which it takes me a long time to get over. So I can't be objective about this one. You know, on its own, it's a good episode, obviously, the writing and, you know, the story. Yeah, again, it needs more to it. I would say that you have to understand where we were before this and then where we were after this. Right, right. Um, so as a new watcher oh no you could never jump in here no yeah you don't want to start there no. obviously but yeah i mean I, I think the the story in the episode itself was good i think everything else was fine it was just it was a big change yeah the only other thing i'm going to mention about this is because i'm not always a fan of the allison character which is fine it's not anything about the actress you're a fan of characters and you're not and allison at times bugs me and i'm sure that's the way it's supposed to be but at the end before they get sent back to present time allison is willing to stay in 1947 with carter rather than leave him alone once again completely forgetting about her kid right which, you know, there were seasons that we totally forgot she had a kid because we didn't see him. That was always one of my sticking points. And number one, Phoenix Rising. I do like this episode. There's a lot going on. This is immediately following the timeline correction when Henry changes time to save Kim. This is the one where Henry is kind of the, the bad guy. Sort of, yes, but it, this one leads into him being the bad guy for a few episodes. Yeah. Carter's having a hard time keeping the timeline straight. Every time I try to make things happen with Allie the way they did before, the more they change. And Henry wipes his memory at the end with Jason's memory machine. Yeah. So at this point, Henry's the only one who remembers the other timeline. But this also establishes the Kevin artifact connection, which leads into Henry kind of being the villain. But then we find out he's only doing it to be helpful. But it just led Henry down the villain path. Yeah. So, my first issue with this video is they showed a clip for Up in the Air and didn't include it on the list. That's the one with the bank, right? Yes. Yeah, boss? You said there was a bank robbery. Yep. Someone stole it last night. Yeah, and I, I like that episode, too. That's why when they didn't mention that, I was like, it's kind of weird because I did, I did like that episode. So, the creator does mention it in the description as an honorable mention. Okay. And I understand his list is kind of based on character development and story development, but acting should be a consideration. Not only does this episode have my favorite scene from the entire series. Hey, Andy, let me guess. It's uh, Quantum Runaway something or other. Oh, somebody what? But Colin Ferguson's physical comedy is second to none in this episode. Yeah. You know, and his interaction with Holly, it's just, I don't know. I, I can't even imagine this not being on the list. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, Star Trek Discovery, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, 
and you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So another honorable mention that he described in the description, which he calls the ultimate guilty pleasure, which bugs me. Because in my mind, when something's labeled a guilty pleasure, it's kind of something that you're embarrassed to admit you love, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's calling this the guilty pleasure, but that's jack of all trades, which we just talked about before we started recording. Yeah. Um, what about the acting? The way the cast portrayed each other was impressive. Yes. And I don't know how anyone could talk about this episode and miss the fantastic acting job every one of the cast members did. Yeah, I would say this may have been in my top three episodes. Yeah, I mean, I I know it's supposed to be light. Well, it's not lighthearted, but you can't call this a guilty pleasure. They acted their asses off. Yeah, you know, I meant that there are a lot of funny outtakes. From, from this. I know. I should go back and look on the DVDs to see if there is. Because I have the DVDs. There must be. I'm going to have to go look one of these days. So another episode that deserves a mention in my mind is Liftoff. And I understand that it's sort of a bottle episode because the episode takes place mostly in a ship. But this episode explores Carter and Allison dealing with their work and new personal relationship. And it's also where Fargo and Zane become friends. But not only that, it's the episode where Zane finds out about the time change, which brings all of the main characters into the loop now. Because at the time, Zane was the only main character that didn't know. And again, the acting, the switching kind of of Fargo and Zane, Zane being the one who was terrified and Fargo kind of being the one in control and calm. Do you remember this one? You don't seem to. I don't. Zane and Fargo get stuck in a spaceship that takes off and they have no controls. I don't remember this one. And Carter and Allison are having a problem because they just started a relationship and he oversteps her. They're going to blow up this spaceship that took off and he shuts it down because he finds out that Fargo and Zane might be on there and she thinks he did it because they're in a relationship and he he doesn't have any uh, concern for her authority and then they're trying to get him down before it speeds into Earth and blows up everything. Yeah. They're trapped, and that's when Fargo finally tells Zane, because he thinks they're going to die, about the time change. Gotcha, okay. So I thought that was a really good one. I mean, it's a bottle episode, as most of it is in the ship, but I thought it was a really good episode. And my final episode that should be on the list is Just Another Day. And I know we disagree on the story. If I remember correctly, you would have rathered the town close down, unless you changed your mind. Um... Yes, no, I, I still I still feel that way. Yeah, and for me, this was exactly how I would have wanted the series to end. And I know, and you know how many times we've been disappointed with the series ending, yep. or no ending, like flash forward and the event and persons unknown. Yeah, I liked the way it ended. I don't remember if it was you or my brother, but one of you thought it felt rushed, and we know it was. I think I remember feeling that way. But see, I don't know what the original plan was for the season they didn't get, and maybe there was going to be a new story arc before they wrapped up everything 
I don't know. But I can't see them spending any more time on the town closing and the move and the townspeople talking about where they were going. You know, I mean, maybe they could have dragged it all out into two episodes, but I don't think they needed it. could have used one more episode. You think so? Yeah. I just thought it would have dragged along. You know, how long are we going to watch Holly explore the town? How long are we going to have people moving boxes? You know, I didn't feel like it was rushed. So what part could have been expanded in your mind? I feel like how important that place was. I think that would require a little more planning. You know what I'm saying? Like that you would think that there would have been a plan if things went awry. Like there would be a plan to break things down. I just feel like we could have used one more episode. Yeah, of course I would have liked one more episode just to have the characters. I just think it moved along nicely. But over and above all of that, This man was forced to write this episode over a weekend. I mean, he wrote it in like two or three days, which doesn't mean I'm saying let's give him a pass out of consideration of how quickly it had to be written. I'm just saying that. Me, my personal opinion, I would think it was the perfect wrap-up without even knowing that. I just think he covered everything, and yeah, of course, anybody would have wanted another episode just to have another episode. Yeah. But in my opinion, I didn't feel like we were losing anything. So that's my list. I don't know if you have anything that you thought should not be on the list or should be on the list that wasn't there. I like the episode where like all the females were in love with Carter. Which one was that? Oh, um, Maneater? Was that Maneater? I think so. Yeah, that's right. I thought that was a good standalone episode. Yeah, that's the one with Stalker Callie. The dry cleaner that wouldn't stop calling him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like that episode because I just I thought that, that was it was a fun a fun story and i feel like the pilot's got to be on here too right like if the pilot is not if the first episode is not a good episode i'm not watching the series yeah that's true a lot of um shows have terrible pilots if you go into star trek every star trek show has an awful pilot except for deep space nine you know i wouldn't watch the series if the first episode was bad i tried watching something last night and within 10 minutes i was like i'm not it was the first episode i found myself not paying attention because i just wasn't interested and i said forget it i'm not i'm not gonna bother well, that's how I feel about the Next Generation pilot. I don't know how many times I've tried to watch that and I still don't know what's going on because I can't pay attention. It's horrible. I think that that's got to be on there. It doesn't have to be, you know, top. I'm not saying it's top, top right. three. I think at least honorable mention. I don't think he did have it in the because I looked at the honorable mention list and he didn't have it in there. Do you have any others? No, I mean, like, I'm sure I'll probably go back in a day or two and, like, remember another one. Yeah, um, yeah. But, again, like, I, I just like the simple stories that Carter had to figure out himself. You know, like, the everyday, like, oh, this isn't going to be catastrophic, but, you know, it could cause a lot of damage. And to me, that's what made the show fun. Yeah, and I like that there, it was a combination of that. It, there was a combination of experiment going wrong of the week and a storyline in the background because and i'm going to go back to next generation again after a while it was so boring because it was just the alien of the week i feel like you need some kind of it doesn't have to be a big big like soap opera-y kind of storyline but there needs to be something in the background to follow along with even if if it's something little for me to stay with it yeah So, yeah, I like that. I like that it's a combination of one-off experiment gone wrong of the week, and there's still a little storyline going on. Sometimes a big storyline, but there's always some kind of backstory going on. Yeah, I mean, it helps move the series along. Yeah. What I found 
fun about the, the show was those, those individual single stories. Yeah. That's what I enjoyed, I think, the most. But I think that's why some of the episodes I really agree with, because they had more to do with the overall story as opposed to what I enjoyed most was the individual. No, I get you. All right, if you don't have anything else, I'm done with my list. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right, so we'll be back at some point when there's something else to talk about. So if anybody has any content that we can talk about, send it to all the places that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and we will see you at some point. Thanks. All right, yep, bye. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, at facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch. On Twitter, at Eureka Warehouse. On Instagram, at Eureka underscore Warehouse. And on our website, EurekaRewatch.com. You can listen to our podcast on our website or at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you soon. Bye now.